1: This
0: movie. Welcome back to a brand new episode of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder.
1: Some of us pump. And some of us slump.
0: Not joining me, as always, is Mr. Positivity Wolfie T. He is out sick. It's, uh... God, it's been... It's been a few years since he's missed an episode, so, uh... Get well soon, Wolfie. But, uh, joining me... To talk about Friday the Thirteenth, we have Stuart Balk from the Midnight Movie Cowboys.
1: Good morning. Can I help you?
0: John Holmes. Uh, Mr. Marengo asked me to come.
2: Hello. <laughs> and um, it, Brett Sick would actually be him taking photos over at an AEW or uh, <laughs> WWE Raw <laughs> taping that he's at. <laughs> so yeah, get well soon after you've seen the uh, the uh, the main match. You know.
0: He's yeah, because if I remember correctly, he was, uh maybe it was last weekend that I think he went to Monday Night Raw or something, and then he does have work off tomorrow, so we were going to record tonight, and then he just messaged me yesterday saying, I nah, just go on without me, I can't make it. Had enough of Stuart, I <laughs> can't
2: take him much more. <laughs> dealt with him for three weeks in a row. It's,
0: yeah, yeah uh, seems like the bug's been going around the world. You just got done with a uh, stomach bug. Oh, the flu, yeah. That hit me like a
2: bitch. We away with the family. Didn't help. I didn't take a jacket with me. I didn't pack a jacket. And I uh, mm. thought, should be all right. Get there. <laughs> uh, it wasn't raining. It was just cold. Because you're right on the, down the, um way the hell down south on the peninsula. So it does get cold down there. And that last so, day, so we were, went down we're south driving home. In the guards' country. Yeah, we were right down south. Um, actually we can get to we're in Rosebud but you've got four little areas close to each other. You've got Rosebud then you got Rye then you got Sorrento and then you got got uh, the other one after it which I don't care much for the place. It's too small. But Sorrento is basically the water's edge. You've got to okay. get a ferry if you want to go over to Queenscliff. Okay. Not Queensland but Queens, Queenscliff. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, so yeah i mean beautiful expensive to live there <laughs> i mean we're talking the median price property was what oh, me and a wife see 1.6 million was the median price just for a standard house mm-hmm. there so ain't cheap but it is nice sitting in a very quiet you know it's only an hour from melbourne but boy it's a different world it hasn't mm. got the absolute rat race shit of melbourne <laughs> But yeah, yeah the, the flu got me hard. I mean, driving back that thir- uh, whatever day we got, th- Friday, whatever it was, I was just like this on the road with <laughs> two, three kids in the car and a car full of thing. I, not good. But, um, I'm all right now, still alive.
0: Well, I tried to preserve my voice the best I could today. The Vikings are trying to give me a heart attack again earlier this morning, and then. I went to Minnesota United. It was the last game of the season. And they had a winner tie to get into the playoffs. And we won, but it's been a roller coaster day. Vikings, three weeks they've been giving me a heart attack, you know. But did they I'll win? You, they did. Beat the Bears okay. at the end of the game. But it's Dumb, three fourth quarter comebacks in a row. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I still remember that skit from SNL. Was it SNL? I think it was. Yeah. 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 Farley Harris,
0: yeah. Mike Myers. and Yeah. You know. Chris, Chris Farley. I think it was. Yep. And Robert Schmeigel was on with those uh, mm. sketches as well.
2: <laughs> Deep fried cheese. I thought we that <laughs> <we did> stuff.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's neither here nor there. Today we are continuing the horror extravaganza with Friday the 13th from 1980. Uh, so Stu, this was a favorite of yours, and I just wanted to, I guess, talk generally about it. Um, talk about the first time you saw it, your thoughts then, and your thoughts now. First time I saw it was about, uh, 10 p.m. last night,
2: no, <laughs> no, I'd seen it many times. Oh, I don't know, I would have guessed, that I would have seen the VHS back in... 84 or something, I think. 85. It would have been about 12. Uh, if it was 85, it would have been about 13. Unless it was late November, then it would have been 14 But No, about 13. Yeah, 85. Something like that. Um, but i tell you what, as I've gotten older, boy, the uh, shine has really gone off this movie. It <laughs> ain't that scary at all.
1: <laughs> no,
0: not really.
2: No. <laughs> uh, it's gotten way too much praise for um some things that we'll get into, and um, yeah, I think it's the most inferior or or it is very inferior to some of the others, but mm-hmm. again, get to that later, yeah, but yeah, that would be the first time in um you know when you're thirteen and you're seeing some scary shit on the screen, and you are seeing a lot of girls running around in panties and t shirts it's it's all right, you're enjoying it. <laughs> Uh, still yep. enjoyed that bit at age 50. Some of the other bits,
0: eh. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't think I've ever heard of strip monopoly outside of this film.
2: No, but it should be a mandatory thing. <laughs> you know, you oh. uh, lose a property, you lose a piece of clothing.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you loved it at the time, and now uh, time has not been its friend, huh? It It is not as good as it was back as a teenager, even
2: in my 20s. Probably even in the early 30s, really.
0: Yeah, when's the last time you saw it, you think?
2: Oh, not long ago. Would have been 18 months. Mm. Uh, would have been, actually, when I got that big, massive Friday the 13th box, which this is not part of. It's just one of my, This is my son's one. But, yeah, I, I remember watching the first three when I got that. And, of course, you know some of the features and stuff. But, yeah, eight, 18 months, I guess, whenever I did that review. Review for that box set I did on the MMC. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years, whatever it was. Only in months. Uh, no, actually, I think that was January 21 I got it. So, yeah, just over right, any months ago. Did you ever watch the series at all? On television, I watched bits here and there. So, it was late 80s, right? Yeah.
1: There was yeah.
2: maybe, like, two seasons. Two seasons. Sound about right? Yeah. yeah. Got a DVD release here in... 20... 20- 10, 2011. Uh, there used to be videotapes going around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they a really cool cover as well, by the way. And yeah. I remember renting that tape and thinking, what's this got to do with it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was like that, Wasn't like was there a Nightmare on Elm um, Street series as well? Yep, yep sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was just as bad. Yeah. Although, I believe they had Robert Englund for that. They did. But, yeah, yeah this one... I mean, you do see Jason's face. Like, going through the whole entire series, you realize that you see his face a whole lot more than you think you do. You do, yeah. There there was a whole lot of Jason's. So, he couldn't really... He yeah. didn't really have a famous face. He was famously ugly. That's about it. What would
2: you say is the best-looking Jason? Not that he's a good-looking Jason, <laughs> but what was the best-looking
1: one?
0: Um, That's tough. Maybe... I don't know. I'd have to... I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen and five maybe three or six i can't remember uh the extent to which you see their faces and three i know you do a little bit that's where he gets the mm-hmm. mask yeah i mean jason x everything is i i, I kind of like jason x but like his face and body everything is just so i don't know it's overproduced and it's very of its era it's very late 90s early 2000s very poor special effects part three is my mm-hmm. favorite looking jason
2: yeah that's a good probably one my favorite jason as well probably richard brooker mm, yeah didn't don't know uh, the metalhead jason in part two was okay but
0: yeah that was some little... of the other ones
2: after that i don't <laughs> really care for i don't care for the animatronic looking thing in part four when it's going down the uh machete it looks stupid but yeah, yeah part three is my favorite looking jason
0: Yeah, that's kind of the template that you want.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: First time I saw this, I think it would have been college. Last year. (laughs) In the mid-aughts. And I remember thinking, like, I liked it. Mm. But I remember thinking, isn't this supposed to be really good? Because it's not. (laughs) Yeah. People think this film is a
2: lot scarier than what it really is
0: yeah
2: it's it i i believe of all the horror franchises out there the big ones this is the one that gets way too much appreciation yeah and and honestly what would you say are the big the the biggest four or five horror franchises of all time you got halloween friday the 13th nightmare nightmare on the street texas chainsaw texas chainsaw
0: Let's say that's the four, um, that's, that's the big four. There's other know. ones, uh, have been going on for a long time. Like you could say saw, but nobody really cares. You know, that's, that's, that's too recent to really, you know, maybe, maybe Hellraiser could
2: be another one. Yeah. But really a I'd lot of Hellraiser, Hellraiser are more, movies than, are shit.
0: more than Jigsaw. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So of the five, let's say the five biggest horror franchises out there, which one is the weakest of the five? Mm, I'd say Hellraiser. I'd actually you know, say Friday the thirteenth is the weakest. Hmm. Yeah. There's
0: some I mean, there's a lot of entries and there's some weak entries. I think there's enough strong ones. No, no, I'm just talking about just as
2: a first film. Not oh, the series. first film. Yeah, okay. just the first film of the of the of the big five.
0: Yeah, that's the close one. I'd say probably between Hellraiser and Friday the thirteenth. I remember watching Hellraiser for the first time just a few years ago. Yeah. And I was very disappointed. I thought it was okay, but it had been built up so much that I was quite disappointed. Um, I'd say they're pretty equal. I don't know. Maybe Hellraiser is a little better than Friday the 13th, but I don't know. I think Maybe if I watch that again, I might have a different opinion.
2: Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So it really sounds like I'm going to bash on Friday. Oh, Friday the 13th is the weakest (laughs) by far. That's not to say the series is
0: the weakest, because it's not mm-hmm. Hellraiser is the weakest series. Oh, even yeah.
2: Texas Chainsaw, man, that's pretty bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Although I do love, so I love one, I love two. Uh, the reboot was pretty solid for Texas Chainsaw. And then the other ones, I can take and relieve them, you know? Yeah. Varying degrees of- Crap. Yeah, crap. <laughs> yeah. Some people love the new one. I was not one of them. Oh, okay, yeah. Have you watched the new one on Netflix? no. no. Should have watched that instead of uh, Paper Hearts. Is that what it was called? (laughs) Oh, Purple Hearts. Uh, Purple Hearts.
2: I had no choice on that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Boy, doesn't the wife know about that. I don't want to get away (laughs) with that shit. Uh, Awful, awful movie. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I thought, uh, what's the biggest horror franchises out there? And which mm -hmm. one is the worst first movie? Yeah, and I thought, I thought about them all. I forgot about Hellraiser until just now, but the other four, I thought, well, Friday the 13th is just the weakest of the lot. Yeah? As an opening movie. But, um, I mean, probably of all the titles, it's probably the best one as well, though. Friday the 13th or Halloween. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, Hellraiser, what the hell's a Hellraiser? Someone who's drunk? And the opening title card with the... The 3D look, Friday the 13th, kind of breaking through yeah. that glass. That looks incredible. I thought that was really sure. cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, but uh, it just yeah. tends to um, be a whole lot of nothing in the middle way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess... Uh, okay, I said I watched the mid-aughts, enjoyed it, thought it was a bit over, overhyped, praised, And I probably think that even more so watching it this time i still liked it uh still think it's a s- solid but i would say we'll we'll rank the friday the 13th later so i guess i'll i'll save my ranking for later but yeah i think we can get into the details here as i said it came out in 1980 directed by and produced by sean s cunningham written by victor miller starring betsy palmer as mrs Voorhees. Adrian King is Alice. She's the final girl. Uh, Janine Taylor is Marcy. Robbie Morgan is Annie. Kevin Bacon plays Jack. <laughs> Boy, he buries this movie as well. He doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Harry Crosby as Bill. Lori Bert- Bartram as Brenda. Mark Nelson as Ned. Peter uh, Brewer steve christie and crazy ralph is played by walt gorney there's some officers rex Everett is the truck driver i think that's about it for the cast maybe you say deborah s hayes as claudette yeah basically at
2: that at that time basically unknowns except for betsy palmer all the rest were yeah kids yeah
0: yeah they actually thought about uh, trying to get uh sally field uh, to be the the final girl and they're like oh wait we're not gonna be able to afford her no. let's just do unknowns put the money elsewhere we need people that look good that can kind of pass as responsible camp counselors even though they don't even really need to be there's no kids there that they have to take care of in this one no
2: it's not like sleepaway camp where there is literally
0: all kids it's literally yeah. no kids in this one <laughs> yeah. They plucked a bunch of young actors from soap operas and unknowns. Mm. That's where they came up with the cast. So let's go to, to the uh, the synopsis. A group of camp counselors trying to reopen a summer camp called Crystal Lake, which has a grim past, are stalked by a mysterious killer. So this opens back in 1957, 58, Eight. 57 is when Jason drowned.
1: Yeah.
0: It's fifty-eight. Camp counselors are having a gay old time. Uh, a couple of them sneak away to have a little sex. Uh, I forget. Were they smoking weed too, or was that just in the seventies or the nineteen
2: eighty? No, that was the eighty.
0: That's right. Yeah. just that's right. They were singing songs, singing "Kumbaya" and whatnot, as everyone mm-hmm. did in the fifties.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So a couple sneak away. And then we get the, the POV shots. We talked about some POV shots uh, on our last episode The Evil Dead. Wolfie and I were talking, we were wondering, do you think Psycho was the first to do POV for horror films? Because I think Peeping Tom came out the same year. Do you think there was anything before Psycho that had POV uh, shots? How many horror films were there before Psycho, really? Maybe could I mean, be many. Yeah, I mean that was kind of the, among the first slashers. There was a couple before then, but no, I'd say popularized the, the slasher. But I'd say I mean, there psycho was Psycho would
2: have been the first one. Yeah,
0: there was horror before then. You know, there was plenty of other all the monster movies, the Hammer films, the Universal.
2: Yeah, but there was no povs there.
0: Yeah, no povs there. No, no, no. Psycho.
2: I I agree. I think Psycho would have been the first. Yeah. There was probably some underground filmmaker doing him before hitchcock and did it but just never got found
0: mm-hmm. it's uh parody pretty well in a film called student bodies have you seen that i forget i
2: have never i know of it though okay i know of it
0: the, the killer in there is called the breather so you see the the pov <laughs> shots you can hear him breathing heavily and pretty obnoxiously yeah but uh I think it was yeah, done so- as
2: well in uh, Satellite of the 14th, the comedy film by Richard oh, Benjamin, yep. I think it was. Yeah. Which uh, I, I liked that. I think it was fun. Yeah,
0: That was right around the same time as uh, Student Bodies. I haven't seen it yet, but it came out, I think, right in the early to mid 80s, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Early 80s, I think. I think Student Bodies is 83. Yep. For, uh, what was Satellite the 14th? I think
0: was. Probably about the same time, yeah, eighty two, eighty three, Which is surprising with all these... I mean, Airplane would have been fresh in people's minds with 1980, you know, a spoof. Mm. So I guess they decided with the uh, the early 80s boom of horror to try and spoof that. Because no, films... it wouldn't come again until the late 90s. No, you know?
2: spoof films were really a one-off sort of thing. You know, Airplane was the one, and people didn't sort of jerry uh, on and say... Oh, we should make a spoof. Yeah, the the nineties was the big period. And the actually, the early two thousands when it got out of control, it was just stupid. Yeah, yeah. scary
0: movie four or five.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, stuff like Meet the Spartans. Um, superhero yeah. movie. Superhero movie was one of the stupidest I've ever seen. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, they had. I really liked Scary Movie one and two, but then once the WANs got out of there, it was just. Mm. the the zucker because okay zucker one of the zuckers is still a part of i think scary movie three maybe even four but he i know he wrote his legacy into the ground basically i remember the only movie i've ever taken out of the the player and thrown it in the trash it's called an american carol have you heard of it no leslie nielsen from let's see 2005 let's
2: see he gave up after a while he got tired doing the spoof movies and spum and some of them he actually made i didn't mind spy hard i enjoyed i thought that was stupid yeah. but I enjoyed. one i got on the about shelf. 83 i think yeah repossessed with linda Be- with linda blair i thought was funny as hell i really liked that one a lot mm, i don't think i've seen that one oh that's good that's that's a lot of fun one of the ones i can pull yeah. out off the shelf quite easily and watch without any problem
0: Yeah, it was David Zucker I was thinking of uh, for An American Carol, 2008. You know which horror film really feels like a parody, like a Zucker parody,
2: but it's not? It's Scream, the first one.
0: Yeah, well, I've heard it, uh, you know, I've seen it designated as a parody or a spoof before. Mm. Now, it's definitely satire, but I would stop short of calling it a spoof. I mean, it's definitely satirizing horror films, the slashes of the mainly the 80s mm-hmm. and the late 70s but you know it's it the tone is too serious i think to consider it a a spoof
1: mm.
0: there's definitely uh, funny things and you know funny winks yeah but i think it's too serious in tone to be a spoof for me a spoof you got it's got to be over the top i mean it doesn't i mean it has to try to be laugh out loud funny you know it could be constantly winking at you saying yeah yeah check out these jokes yeah so where was i oh yeah we we're talking about <laughs> talking about shitty uh zucker movies and parodies from the aughts but um yeah I, I i only watched about five or ten minutes of that american carol and i took it out of the player and i threw it right in the trash it was a film i had gotten at a there was some video store closing big surprise in the mm. in the late aughts that I grabbed it was a dollar. I picked it up and wasn't even worth the dollar. And big surprise, was that was still trash. sitting
2: there. Nobody wanted it. <laughs> you were the sucker that bought it.
0: Was well, it all David Zucker parody Leslie Nielsen? I don't need to see it anymore. not carry
2: much weight. <laughs> I mean, people seem to think, oh, everything that Zucker does is a complete,
0: yeah, home run. No, no. Yeah, after mid nineties, it was pretty much it's pretty much over. I mean, he, I think he collaborated on the first scary movies with the Wayans, but yeah. After that it was The Wayans carried uh Scary Movie One and Two, let's just say that. Even films like Top Secret, I mean, uh, eh, you know, they're okay. Yeah. They're yeah I think different. Top Secret's a little overpraised as well. Hmm. But uh back to Friday the thirteenth, so we get the POV shot. It's Mrs. Voorhees, we don't know it yet, but so she murders two teens about to make love. You gave it away. <laughs> you gave the ending away. What's the point of doing this?
1: Oh
2: no. <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> do you think actually do you think there's somebody who there's people out there who still don't know the real ending of or who the real killer is in the first one yeah drew barrymore yeah well, yeah, I know, but... <laughs> yeah no seriously do you think there's people out
0: there who, who don't know uh generation z <laughs> mm.
1: yeah well yeah. that's
0: maybe uh a topic we could get into a little later or maybe right now you know the gen z they don't really they know of jason but they don't know him well no. because there hasn't been one forever because it's all the it's the rights issue that's been going back and forth for about 20 years thank with god cunningham and so new line got mixed up in there in the 90s victor um, miller <laughs> victor miller yeah the writer we talked about who uh he went on to write some like uh, soap opera stuff too, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of soap, soap opera connections to this first one, which is not not a good sign. <laughs> General Hospital and then... <laughs> Guiding Light and all yeah. that, but yeah, I've you know, there's been rumors, articles I've read over the past year or so that say it's the rights issue is finally dead, and we're finally going to get a new Friday the Thirteenth, but I don't want one. No. Nope. Well, I mean, I don't mind. I'd
2: nope. like to see one. Just leave it. I mean, when are they go going to learn franchises, just leave them. Halloween, when they're going to learn, just Halloween ends? Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. it's going to end, mate. No worries. <laughs> Until they'll see the money, the wheelbarrows of money they're bringing in,
0: then they'll go, uh, well, you know. I'm sure they'll pick a new Laurie Strode because uh, it won't be Rob Zombie directing it.
2: No. They can get Sherry Moon as a new Laurie. <laughs> she can just pretend to be 18, even though she's like 55, or whatever she is. 53. Remember
0: that uh, poster I uh, that meme I posted on MMC? It was the it was a uh, reboot of Jaws, and it was just Sherry Moon Zombie's face coming up for the for the yeah. swimmer.
2: Rob Zombie's <laughs> Jaws with uh, Daniel Roebuck as uh, Chief Brody, as and Quint, I, as as uh, Quint, as Quint, and uh, Jeff Daniel <laughs> Phillips as Brody. I, I just stop it. So, uh, <laughs> I didn't mind that new monsters. I never thought I'd say it in my lifetime, but <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Disjointed, yeah. sure, didn't know what it was doing with itself, but it it was all right.
0: And uh the yeah. way you came off the the first part of your review, I was like, yeah, it's kind of going where I thought it would, and then you kind of softened towards the end. But yeah. uh, but I've got
2: to be honest, I can't. It'd be very easy for me to just say, ah, piece of crap, you know, don't watch mm-hmm. it. But yeah, when I generally think, well, this part was dumb. This part was dumb. But that last 30 minutes I really enjoyed a lot. So yeah, I've got to be honest with it. And um, mm-hmm. you know, people out there were expecting me to give it the boot, but I said, Well, I've got to be honest, I can't even if it is
0: Rob Zombie, I've got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you guys just had a great run of mon- Munsters, monsters, not monsters, monsters episodes. A whole month four episodes yeah we went over the the television series uh several of the movies uh the reboot the new rob zombie film um mm. great episodes great content as always good to see uh Gero back again yeah fun to uh, see those edits <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> the the bleep outs the bleeps <laughs> i had to yeah
2: just yeah they're not putting there for fun I can assure you, you're not putting there go, oh let's pretend that Garrow said
0: something and just bleep. No, they they bleeped out and cut mm-hmm. and censored for a reason. That's why you need to compile those and then give them to like the Ko-Fi uh contributors. You would have <laughs> to be, be little contributing five minute... uh seven
2: figures to get those things. <laughs> we got asked to release our um our Fight for Your Life episode that we did back in twenty 16 and no not happening never ever coming out (laughs) there's no way that 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 is never coming out we'd be in fucking prison if we put that thing out it was that bad so yeah
0: buried brett and i had a similar experience a few years ago we did an episode it was father's day so we're like oh great let's do top five worst movie dads Mm -hmm. and it just turned into kind of a depressing episode with a bunch of shitty fathers and it just wasn't funny and entertaining. We're like, we can't release this. This is just, Oh no, this, no, this yes. one
2: is, is, is probably the funniest we've ever done, but it can never go out. <laughs> It'll never, ever go out. Yeah. Yeah. Hence we have the, uh this, this sound knocking on the front door, either the FBI, or the uh Australian <laughs> federal police. So no thanks.
0: <laughs> the Australian federales.
2: Yeah. Also known as
0: Victoria Police. <laughs>
2: yeah. Anyway.
0: All right. So, um, yes, the two teens are killed. And then is when we get the opening credits, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I like the score with that, too. It has the, the 3D Friday the 13th kind of breaking through the glass. And uh, I like the score that accompanies it. It's pretty upbeat and quick. Yep. And then it goes to, is it 1979 or 1980? It doesn't say, but we assume it's 1980. Okay. Yeah.
2: It was filmed in 79, but released in 80.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We see these soon-to-be counselors on their way to the Camp Crystal Lake, get their bearings, start up the camp again. I guess it's been dormant for over 20 years, or almost 20 years. Um, yeah, they probably closed after those two teens died in 58. Mm. um But they stopped, for, they stopped for gas, and that's when they meet Crazy Ralph.
1: Mm-hmm. They're going to look as good as you. Not You're good to camp blood, ain't you? God damn it, Ralph.
0: Get out of here. Go on, get. Leave people alone. You'll never come back again. Oh, shut up, Ralph. It's got a death curse. He's a real prophet of doom,
1: ain't he? gonna climb
2: up, miss. Yep. Yeah. Which made me question why, if the place has been shut for 22 years, why has he got a death curse? Why is this guy still troubled by something that happened 22 years ago and the place has been shut down?
0: It doesn't make <laughs> well, any sense. Well, it's two years in a row that people died. Well, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, yeah, but he's still harping on about it 20 years later.
0: Well, he did say uh, somebody tried to open it in the meantime.
1: Hmm.
0: I think maybe in the 70s and there was a bunch of fires
1: Can he tell you anything who your boss
2: steve christie
1: uh i'll be cooking for 50 kids and 10 staff
0: campers will mostly be like inner city children i mean about what happened
1: no something you're not telling me.
0: Quit. Quit now. Quit?
1: Why would I want to quit?
0: Camp Crystal Lake has changed. Oh, terrific. Not you, too. You sound like your crazy friend back there, Ralph. Well, yeah,
2: maybe. did Christy tell you about the two kids murdered in 58? Huh? Boy drowning in 57? A bunch of fires? Nobody knows who did any of them. In 1962, they was gonna open up. The water was bad. Christie will wind up just like these folks. Crazy and broke. He's been up there a year fixing up that place. He must have dropped 25000 dollars And for what? Ask anybody. Quit. I can't. Dumb kids. You know it all. Just like my nieces.
0: Heads full of rocks. American original. an American original. Tom Kit. At least I'm
1: not afraid of ghosts. <laughs>
2: mm. Do you think Ralph was there as a red herring? People think that he might have been the killer? Uh, yeah, probably. He's crazy, Ralph. He's crazy enough, I mean, to do it. And um, mm-hmm. he's what? Would he have been late 50s then? Yeah. So he was certainly old enough to have been around twenty-something years earlier as the killer.
0: But with a female uh, killer, I mean, this film wasn't necessarily ahead of the curve, but there were very few up until this point.
2: Well, we had Mother in Psycho. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> well, supposedly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did we? we yeah. Did we really? That bag of bones is running up and down the stairs, killing people.
2: <laughs> when it's carrying a big ass butcher knife, you're not going to critique its figure. You just uh, <laughs> no, mother, don't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was
0: trying to think of other ones before this. Sisters, sisters. I mean, the gender bending, the the trans killers were right around this era, but still mostly after 1980. So it was a little too early for the. When was Dress to Kill? Uh, Dress to Kill was 1980. Right. Came out the same year. Mm. But Terror Train was 82. 81. Sleepaway Camp was 83. But then again, Sleepaway Camp, was the killer really a girl? (laughs) We talked about that. We we discussed that one. Mm. And we decided that, you know, it wasn't a female because she really wasn't trans. She was being forced to adhere to the preferred gender identity of the aunt slash mother. A bit like aca-
2: academia's uh, sort of <laughs> agenda these days.
0: Whereas dressed to kill, you know, that's uh, it's Michael, Chain's, uh, Michael Caine's uh, prerogative there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you only call him Michael
0: Trans there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where do we go from here?
2: Basically, they have uh, Annie hitchhiking to uh, get a ride.
0: That's right. I I completely forgot about this part. I thought this was a really good um, early kill, early scare type of thing. Hmm. Um, I always like it when horror films try and do a, a murder in the in the daylight scene, because hmm. it's pretty rare, and it's even more rare when it's when it's effective. And I guess this one is probably more effective for me just because I completely forgot about it, but it's a solid scene. I thought the, the strongest parts of this film were the first half hour and the last 10 minutes.
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah. There's a lot of dead weight in the middle there. And I don't mean the bodies. I mean, just dead weight on yep. the screen. But they there was an actual shot of a cemetery there that was in uh, New Jersey. See it? hope new jersey it was
0: filmed in new jersey yeah
2: yeah so camp crystal lake is in new jersey yeah i mean apparently i would well how else are
0: you how else are you going to take a steamboat to uh to new york to manhattan i don't know (laughs) no idea (laughs) because uh uh, we talked about it i think one of our previous Friday the 13th episodes but you know jason takes manhattan they're on a a ferry mm mm-hmm it's like a high school party, but we—I I thought Camp Crystal Lake was supposed to be—is it like Ohio or something? And somehow they get from Ohio to Manhattan mm. on a boat. <laughs> yeah, It didn't really make too much sense. But it
2: was—it was something that could have been cut. It was not. Yeah, odd, odd choice to leave it in. Just my opinion.
0: Hmm. It's kind of a fake out. You think uh I forget her name who's killed here, but you think she's the the main the protagonist, the, the final girl. Annie, yeah. And she's not.
2: No. No. She's the Janet Lee of Psycho.
1: Yeah.
0: They were probably uh drawing from that, I'm sure. Oh,
2: sure. There was influences taken all over
0: the place for this film. But <laughs> from a soap opera writer, you don't say Yeah. <laughs> He'd have enough good ideas for himself.
2: No, they do not. But, I mean, every counselor in here seems to be about the same age as the students that they're supposed to be looking after. Or the kids are looking after. Sorry, children, because don't call them kids. It makes mm-hmm. them seem like baby goats.
0: Or little goats. <laughs> well, they're supposed to be in that college age, you know, where they're still going back home for work. Yeah. Just need the summer jobs. To look 19, after what? 20.
2: To look after what? people their own age <laughs> well,
0: that's kind of how they did it i mean
2: i don't know i never went to one i would no no idea what they are like but
0: they are generally pretty young um uh, i mean it's a it's a seasonal job mm. spe- I mean, especially where, where i'm from you can't have a summer camp in the winter really mm. i'm sure there's winter camps out there somewhere but it's got to be rare and uh yeah there aren't could be a lot of jobs for that so yeah it's pretty much it's just like being a lifeguard you know you can only do that when you're in high school or maybe in college you know just a summer job
2: Hmm. Uh, i guess so not very familiar with the sort of american holidays and what goes on with those things at mm -hmm. camps
0: well here's something i was going to ask you about uh watching this movie especially the first half hour i remember the good old days of hitchhiking Mm -hmm. how prevalent was hitchhiking in australia and did you have a bunch of serial killers like uh, we did that kind of put it into it, created a bunch of laws, both people oh, killing hitchhikers that's... and hitchhikers killing people?
2: Well, it was that Belangelo State Forest guy? Who was his name? Ivan Malat. He was killing hitchhikers. Mm. Yeah. Kill a lot? Enough. I think eight, something, seven or eight. <laughs> Enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, who was the other one? Don't, no, that was some more backpackers than hitchhikers. Okay. Uh, yeah, hitchhiking's sort of a dead art form. I haven't seen one for years. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I mean, it's illegal here all across the country now, I believe.
2: Yeah. You you wouldn't get nobody doing it. You could just, uh, you know, now you got the days of your uh, smartphone where you can just pay for an Uber mm-hmm. ride. Even a lot of homeless uh, people have smartphones these days. Not that they <laughs> could afford an Uber. But... And fucking money as well. I saw some bastard lying in the street, looked like Rob Zombie, and he just had (laughs) fifties rolled up in his. You sure wasn't? Yeah, probably was. Out of locations?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Monsters too?
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, filming in Melbourne, (laughs) not far off Mockingbird Heights. Yeah, he said like a bunch of fifties. I thought. They say actually that a lot of homeless people here, not all, but a lot, managed to get a good chunk of money
0: begging yeah i've seen studies here i'm not saying that they have it easy because they don't no 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 no, i've seen a lot of people people uh like uh investigative reporters have you know gone undercover and seen how much money they can make panhandling and -hmm. sometimes it's quite a bit i mean Mm -hmm. not enough to make me quit my job but almost
1: (laughs) no i mean it's also
0: it takes a lot to you know, I'm sure it takes a lot for, for someone to ask another person for money. It's sure it hurts their mm. and you know, your integrity yeah, is attacked right. yeah. and self esteem all yeah. that,
2: but it does. Until you count all those fat rolls of fifties you got, you go, No,
0: nah, it was all right. I didn't bother me too much. <laughs> I'll do this another week. <laughs> <laughs> Not Minnesota though. You know, you can't do it for six months out of the year it's too too fucking cold oh really yeah i mean they do there's there's plenty of homeless people around here even in the winter but jesus yeah i don't know how they do it but um back to hitchhiking yeah i mean i was born in 86 so hitchhiking was on its way out by then so i didn't really come across a lot of that even when i was a kid i don't remember seeing a lot of hitchhikers we never picked one up i did 70s early 80s i saw a lot yeah, just
2: you know, people on the, with long stretches of road to go, you know, a big distance to go ahead of them. You'd see them hitchhiking, and you know, you know the girls if they were hitchhiking, they won't wear much, but they were also place themselves in a very precarious
0: situation of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the people that are backpacking in Australia are they, just going to the major tourist town sites? Or are they going across? They'll go across know, the Northern Territory. Probably not so much there, uh,
2: they, they backpack for a reason. They want to see things <laughs> great. deal yeah. of seeing the Northern territory <laughs> in the desert. No, not really. Uh, they'll usually start off in Western Australia. If they're coming, the majority of backpackers are from Europe and the United Kingdom, um, and they'll usually start off in Western Australia, uh, they used to get... Well, they still do get fruit-picking jobs to make money because there's good money in that. And they get to keep what they earn because they're not paying tax because they're not an Australian resident. Mm-hmm. So um, they'll earn that. Then they'll make their way down. They'll come down through... If you're going to WA, they'll usually come down from west down to Melbourne. Yeah, they may go to Adelaide, but most usually bypass Adelaide because it's not one of the biggest cities. So they'll go to Perth. Worked their way down south to Melbourne, work for here for a while, then worked their way up north, uh, or east to Sydney, and then um, yeah, maybe up north up to Queensland, then mm. fly back from there, or they'll probably just finish in Sydney and fly from Sydney back to their home, home destination. Mm. Sure, yeah, yeah, but they they can make money here, and um, you know, right now they are begging for workers, so um. Mm yeah hmm. so if you want to bring the family over mate and do some fruit picking or whatever or, <laughs> or other even hospitality jobs they're just taking anybody from overseas saying look what, what, what are they doing now? offering jobs in hospitality two thousand dollars cash in hand it's all yours hmm. just to take the job
0: and then well i am an experienced fruit picker i grew up my best friend uh lived two miles from me he, hmm. he was uh his family ran uh, an apple orchard so I used to go pick apples you, with you them.
2: Would, I tell you now, if you oh. were to hypothetically go and go for a <laughs> go for
0: a job fruit picking, you wouldn't even be doing an interview. I'm telling yeah. you, I would just be saying <laughs> Well, I want to be the lead fruit picker. I don't want to start off at the bottom. I want an upper level position starting here. There
2: is no bottom
0: these days. They are <laughs> desperate.
2: You'll just be everybody just be yeah. right. Here's where you start, here's where you finish. And uh yeah, it is pretty dire at the moment situation here because farmers are either getting people to pick the crops and get them down to their suppliers, or throwing them out because they got nobody to do them so and try throwing away profits don't think so
0: all right well just real quick (laughs) just quickly a bit of a tangent there let's get back to friday the 13th (laughs) so all right let's get to the camp here Annie's dead. Um, all the campers are kind of getting their bearings. They're doing what kids do. Although I thought it was funny, you know, they're all like, well, if Annie gets here, get her started in the kitchen, you know, get, and I, talk about- get her in the kitchen.
2: <laughs> she probably thought, ah, oh, slash throat. That's a better alternative <laughs> than getting straight in the kitchen. I've been there two minutes. <laughs>
0: uh, so everyone's getting their bearings. A lot of weed is floating around. Nightfall is upon us. Seems like some of the kids are separating, trying to get a little action. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first two kills at the camp, right? Or the two that separated it was a Kevin Bacon Kevin and Bacon. his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, the um, I
2: will say with the Kevin Bacon with the which, mind you, when I was watching this, I was actually eating a sandwich. And you <laughs> know what sandwich I was actually eating with no through strictly no blt no, a bacon sandwich with HP sauce.
0: The hell's H B sauce?
2: The greatest sauce ever created in mankind.
0: <laughs> Honey butter? I don't
2: know. <laughs> no, no. HP. Stands for Houses of Parliament. It's got oh. a picture on it of the HP. British- okay. Yeah. HP. And um it's like a barbecue sauce, but it's so much different than just general barbecue sauce. A lot of Americans say it's similar to A1. Okay. Um, I disagree. I've tried both, and I thought no. Hmm. H- HP sauce so is just worth
0: bacon a- in there, and the sauce. Just and bacon. that's it.
2: That's it. <laughs> I ain't put no lettuce and tomato shit on it. Fuck that.
1: <laughs>
2: it's, a- it's a man sandwich right You're there. Damn right. <laughs> that's just literally one bite away from hitting a pig's ass with your teeth.
0: <laughs> man, I've never heard of a bacon sandwich before. Never. You out america America, I think.
2: Fuck that, mate. It, that was all i was used to do is bacon sandwiches. That's it. <laughs> bacon, lettuce, and tomato. When I heard that, I thought, fuck this shit. What is this
0: crap? You need some filler. Yeah, more bacon. Mean- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so are you having, is it the real crispy bacon or is it a little real, bit of real crispy. chewy? No no, real no, no. Crispy, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Just real quick.
0: So how many strips of bacon are you putting on there? Eleven. <laughs> no, not that
2: many. No, no,
0: no. I'll put five. But
2: the, the thing is, because a lot of it, um, a lot of it is fat that drains off. So, here's mm. my crispy bacon recipe for you all. Preheat your oven 200 degrees Celsius, which is what, about 400 Fahrenheit. Oven? What the hell are you doing cooking bacon in? Oven? Uh, listen, shut up. 200 degrees Celsius 400 Fahrenheit preheat it nine minutes uh, get it up the temp while you're doing that get a tray uh, greaseproof paper on the tray put your bacon down on the greaseproof paper put um, freshly cracked pepper on it don't put no salt don't need it the bacon's got enough put into the oven 18 minutes take it the fuck out after 18 minutes Onto the desktop, let it cool for two minutes. Crispy bacon, man. The best. (laughs) Don't do it in a fry fry pan. You know what the thing is, Eric? People put it in a fry pan and it ends up stewing. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, if you're not uh, careful.
2: It will, yeah.
0: Then you got the sorry lot that puts it in the microwave, just dries it right out. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Lazy
2: pricks. Put it in the (laughs) oven, man. Oh, microwave, yeah. bacon. No, thank you. But yeah, that's the best way to do it. So so yeah, I just want to bring it up. Kevin Bacon was on screen, <laughs> but I was actually eating a bacon sandwich and that was not by design. It was strictly <laughs> by luck.
0: Uh, yeah, that uh, brings up a good point because this kill is a real highlight. No, I think it's not. The highlight is the chick
2: that he's with and if you look on the big, while well, I was watching on the big screen, her panties are about that much of a gap from her body to the top of the band of the panties. I'm like, Can see something? Can I see something? Trying to look down there? Man, that was the best I've ever seen. But <laughs>
0: oh, Still... Yeah. Uh, the special effects, the the makeup, the gore from Tom Savini is is terrific. That's I think that's really what saves this film, at least the the the, uh, yeah, the middle part of it. It does the legs. I mean, it's it's terrific special effects. You know they, you know they were right to hire shitty actors to deliver mediocre dialogue because the, the money was well spent with Tom Savini. Thankfully, yes, mm-hmm. that was um the the real saving grace. Who
2: Thomas Savini? What did he have before him? Dawn of the Dead. I think that was about it. Martin, yeah, because
0: I think he did the burning right after this.
2: Oh yes, he did too. Yeah, he
0: didn't do Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, right? He did the burning.
2: He did the burning instead, which was um, yeah, that had some great yep. effects in it. That was a mediocre mm-hmm. film with great effects as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's a it's a Weinstein film. It's terrific.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> With
0: uh, Harvey knows what he's doing All the way back in Is that about 82, 83, 81 maybe
2: No, that was, yeah, 81, I think that one
0: Fisher Stevens and Holly Hunter And Jason Alexander
2: Yeah And Cropsey (laughs) Angus Young is Cropsey
0: Urban legend In uh, New England I guess it's more around New York Because the Cropsey legend is Outside of it, I think it's on Staten Island Okay Right around New York, but yeah. There's a, a pretty cool documentary that kind of details it. That was pretty good. Also, Madman. Uh, have you seen Madman? No. Uh, but Cropsey, I saw
2: on Amazon Prime on my recommended thing. Okay. So,
0: yeah, it's a good documentary. All right, I will watch it. Uh, Madman is about Madman Mars. That's also slightly based off the Cropsy character. Another uh, 80s slasher. It's not great, but it's it's good cheesy fun. There's mm-hmm. some fun special effects and whatnot, but it's not a great film by any means. So yeah, Kevin Bacon gets the the arrow through the throat. Uh, his girlfriend gets it shortly thereafter, or was it? She went to the bathroom, right? And then yeah, Kevin Bacon's first.
2: She was second. Just a question:
1: mm-hmm.
2: Who was the killer in this thing? Was Betsy Palmer, Mrs. Voorhees? claiming to be the killer for her son who was actually doing the killing and she knew jason was alive all along
0: now she was... was
2: why would she hang around friday why would she be in camp crystal lake if jason was really dead what would be her motive to stay around just to
0: kill people there may be nobody there for decades yeah well i mean you could say well okay so the next year she kills the two counselors and they close the camp right away yeah. so she can't kill anyone for a while, and then they try to start it up, and she sets fire to the place, I guess. Next time they send someone, she starts killing the counselors again in this film.
1: So well, we Casey's think, age, we think just... it's her.
2: Well, we we assume it's her, yeah. because she chases after Alice. Well, I mean, we, we've jumped jumping the timeline a bit here, but you the strength needed to put an arrow through, you know, yeah.
0: Kevin Baker's throat. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And how nimble she is, you know, sneaking in and out of cabins without being heard. Yeah. Um, she overpowers a lot of the people. Yeah, that all, I mean, that's just to kind of fake you out, I, I think, you know, well, poorly. When, it,
2: when Annie was killed, there was the shot of Annie cowering, going, no, no. Okay, if it was Betsy Palmer, why would she be scared of her? Unless she's carrying a, a knife or something. She's a, just a, a normal old lady. But if it's Jason looking like Jason, yeah, you're going to be scared. And the shot is of Annie looking up at somebody. Well, Betsy Palmer's not very tall. So she's eye-leveled here. Why are you looking up here?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's
0: just kind of, uh, you know, they're just trying to fake you out. Because you have to judge this from this is the first in a franchise that they didn't know was going to be a franchise. They didn't know it was going to be Jason's franchise. I they, mean that—that's what they wanted. Yeah, but you know, Jason only makes one appearance in here in the in the final scene, and it's a dream,
2: mm. or is it?
0: And <laughs> or is it? Yeah. Well, well, it is pretty much a dream, I guess. Uh, that also leads to: uh, Did you watch the theatrical or did you watch the uncut version? Uh,
2: the unrated.
0: Unrated, yeah. The that's the, the, what the difference between the think. theatrical
2: and unrated is a couple of seconds, I think of.
0: Yeah, I couldn't remember what yeah. the difference was. It's but. just the,
2: um, when Mrs. Voorhees meets her fate, it's just a longer take of that, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Nothing else.
0: Because then why isn't there, you know, a, a villain meetup at the end? Why, why isn't there a scene of uh, Jason and his mother, you know, sharing uh, laughter and enjoyment over killing all these counselors? If She's they were really both killing...
2: How can she talk to him? She's got no head.
0: <laughs> the second one, you no know, head. <laughs>
2: I oh, mean, yeah. at the
0: end of this, yeah, yeah. I I don't think uh, Jason was killing anyone in here.
2: I I disagree. They, I think he was. Hmm. Just the the ability of Mrs. Voorhees to kill Kevin Bacon just doesn't. The logic of it just doesn't sit.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you're. Given the movie too much credit, then
2: possibly. But... I think
0: that was their their poor logic, but it was good enough to, you know, the the everything's a red herring here with the trying to throw you off the scent of the of the mother, mm. which is a, you know, a a cheap I guess misdirection. Anyways, because she's not a character that's introduced really. No. They do mention something about the the mother being pissed off, right? They mentioned something about mm. the mother was really sore about it or something or other, but yeah, they do. It was just, that's a, about it. They mentioned her. You don't, you never meet her.
2: No, it was just a fleeting comment that was made.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It was nothing was meant to be seen as a sort of, uh, you know, profound moment in the film. It was just seen, something mentioned passing.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the bacon kill and his girlfriend, uh, getting killed as well. That was a, it's pretty, um, it's pretty much what happens for the next half hour after this, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: A lot of POV shots, a lot of um, getting people all there alone. Uh, there's the strip Monopoly game that's going on, and then it ends prematurely they're still in their underwear. Mm-hmm. And Adrian King is actually about to take off her top, and then it's like, oh, game over,
2: yeah. yeah. I know, not the best looking little lot anyway, so it doesn't really matter, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, but um. I guess anything else you want to talk about with the uh before we get towards the finale here.
2: Not really. No, it just has a very very bogged down middle section of the film. Mm-hmm.
0: It's I think it's watchable with the uh the special effects, but yeah, you're right. It's sure. It, it could have lost 10 minutes
2: and not yeah. been hurt at all. I mean, 95 sure. minutes is fine, but it could have lost 10. Yeah. Just some Definitely. tightened up, just some tightened up shots would have been good, and uh, and I'll get to that as we get further on. Where there was one scene, I thought, well, wow, they could have tightened it up just by uh, you know a couple
0: of seconds. But I'll get to it. Just, well, you can get to it now, I think, probably. Uh, that, well, uh, all right. Next, we're going to talk about is Adrian King and the the showdown, I guess. Okay. Well, it's actually at the very end. Okay. All right so all right well um yeah i guess we did the back and forth with adrian king uh the cat and mouse with her and mrs vorhees
1: what monster could have done this bill's out there oh god this place steve should never have opened this place again there's been too much trouble here did you know that a young boy drowned the year before those two others were killed The counselors weren't paying any attention. They were making love while that young boy drowned. His name was Jason. I was working the day that it happened, preparing meals. Here, I was the cook. Jason should have been watched every minute. He was... He wasn't a very good swimmer. We can go now. Dear. Yeah. I think we should wait for Mr. Christie. <laughs> That's not necessary. I don't understand. I am Jason. I am. You see, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. Where's Mr. Christie? Oh, I couldn't let them open this place again. Could I? Not after what happened. Oh, my sweet, innocent Jason. My only child. You, have you never paid any attention.
0: Uh, when she shows up and kind of introduces herself, who did she say she was? I forget. Well, she says she's Mrs. Voorhees. An old friend right, of the Christie's. Yeah. Old friend of the Christie's. That's right. Because mm-hmm. that's, uh, what's his face? Uh, the guy with the mustache. Steve Christie. Yeah. Steve Christie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. I think, did I write that down? So he's out in his Jeep. I didn't get how the jeep stalled like he's driving around and then the next time you see him he's like on the side of the road and the cops are there and he's like i i need a, I need a lift like they don't say did he blow a tire did the engine go out i think it might have been
2: tampered with while he was in the bar earlier on okay but then how does the killer know his car i mean it's a lot of effort to get a guy who <laughs> could be done yeah. quite easily who's out at camp crystal lake anyway so
0: yeah, especially when you don't kill him when his car breaks down
2: yeah it's a, it's a lot of effort for a little payoff so yeah you know again I might be um sort of seeing too much into this movie as it is but we now talking about the emergence of Mrs. Voorhees let me give you a fun fact perfect
1: here's a fun fact
2: Mrs. Voorhees Betsy Palmer and I've never seen this before until I just noticed it. I thought I'm going to check. Uh, the film is called Friday the 13th. True? Yeah. Do you know do you know how much screen time Betsy Palmer has on screen? 13 minutes? 13 minutes until she's on <laughs> screen. Wow. You can't tell me that is by design. That has got to be just simple fluke. But yeah. Because when it when I was watching it, when it, yeah, when I watched it last night, I should say sorry, not today, last night, lost track of days. I thought, how far into this film did she turn up? Then I looked at it; it said seventy five minutes and eighteen seconds or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought, well, nearly at the end, she hasn't got a great deal of screen time for somebody who's got top credit, mind you, yeah, top billing at the end, <laughs> the end credits. And by the time she was had her met her fate and. I thought, I send the her. How long has it been? I said, oh, my God, it's been 13 minutes. It was 88 minutes and a half by the time she was gone. So I just thought that was an interesting tidbit to bring up.
0: Yeah. See, these are the things, Eric,
2: that people could be... People like Sean Cunningham could be saying, did you know how long we got Betsy Palmer on screen for? We designed it to be 13 <laughs> minutes only. And all the fanboys go... <gasps> This film's genius. Like Sleepaway Camp, all the things there that the director could have said that he put in there, but just never capitalized on, I guess.
0: Well, that leads me into my next question for you, which is, have you seen uh, many other Sean S. Cunningham joints? Seen any other of his films? Uh, Stranger is Watching from 82. Last House on the uh, Left, which
2: he, I know it was Craven, but he was mm-hmm. on there as yeah, a producer. he Yeah,
0: he did help on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what about Deep Star 6 from 89?
2: Yeah, I saw that on VHS. Is it that any good? Eh, you know.
0: Um, it was kind of uh, copying like The Abyss and yeah, he, some other films that came out that time, like Leviathan or whatever.
2: Yeah, more like The Abyss for sure. Um,
0: Sean Cunningham
2: has been uh, piggybacking off of Jason for a long time. Mm-hmm. A long, long time. Um, actually, no, it's not. That was Steve Miner. I think Steve Miner's had a better career than Sean Cunningham. Yeah. Was, uh, Miner, what did he do with this film? I forget. He was, was it an assistant to the director on this? His name's, hey, his name's Stephen Miner on here. He yeah,
0: directed. I noticed on the credits, and I go, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> I only know you by Steve. Yeah.
2: Steve Miner did part two.
0: Mm-hmm yep did he do
2: three as well yeah i think he did didn't he well he also directed house did he did Halloween house two oh and of the creeps yeah and also one well, of my Fred favorite decker ones. i
0: think did Night of the creeps yeah yeah minor producer or whatever writ something and
2: did one of my favorite ones from the 80s warlock i really like warlock as a
0: film okay i've never seen that one, but Oh, that's yeah, great I've wanted to
2: yeah you should watch it for the uh for the podcast Warlock's fun,
0: yeah. He did part two and three, yeah. That sounds right. And he did Soul Man, which I was a little disappointed in. Yeah, <laughs> <Soul laughs> that's right. You did that one, <laughs> uh, forever young. I remember that with yeah. your boy Mel with Mel,
2: yeah. Yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> All right, um, because yeah, Cunningham has really been you know, riding the coattails of Friday the 13th for for far too long. A
2: long time, yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, hopefully that rights issue gets resolved and he's not involved with it. Because the franchise was better without him. Yeah,
2: I don't know. It's a hit and miss uh, catalog of films, which we'll get into
0: soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that brings us to, yeah, just the back and forth with um, adrian king and mrs vorhees forget adrian king's name in here alice alice sorry yeah she cuts her head off which is pretty cool mm. but that final shot i think it saves the movie for me because it's pretty iconic that whole scene with jason in the lake
2: oh yeah for sure yeah um, i mean that they, they telegraph it a little bit by zooming in i thought don't zoom in too much, because you're going to give it away. But audiences weren't as savvy back then as they are now about horror films. Yeah. And I've just been watching this scene, not expecting it. And um it gets you. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a legitimate jump scare, for sure.
0: And for myself, I was watching Friday the 13th in the mid-aughts, knowing about Jason. Hmm. And this is, you know, if you put yourself in the place of an audience member in the early 80s, there is no Jason watching this movie. And the mother's head just got her head cut off. So there should be nothing there. So it must have been an even bigger surprise. That's right. It would have got audiences screaming, that's for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Would've
2: got them talking about it, would have got that that final scene would have brought the crowds in. After the initial yeah. a lot of people had seen it and were talking about it, But I don't think they would have given it away. But they would have got people talking about you gotta see this film Friday thirteenth. So Yeah. Of course, Ari Lehman will tell you that he was the whole one who was the uh, the reason why that series was so successful was because of him and his final jump scare. He's been sucking on the tit <laughs> of Jason, that, that <laughs> guy, for 40-something years. But uh, getting to the final scene of Alice in the hospital, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Your folks are on the way out. Are they all dead?
0: Yes, ma'am. Two of my men pulled you out of the lake. We thought you were dead, too.
1: Do you remember very much? The boy. Is he dead, too? Who? The boy, Jason. Jason? In the lake, the, the one who attacked me, the one who pulled me underneath the water.
2: Ma'am,
1: we didn't find any boy. Then he's still there.
2: There's the part where there's the police officer, the sheriff, whatever he is. Alice is in the bed and there's a nurse or two on either side of her. And have the Alice have this exchange with the sheriff and see so Oh, What about the boy, Jason? And he goes, Man, we didn't find any boy. Now, right there, they should have cut straight back to Alice and then her saying, Well then he's still there. But what they did was he did uh, they cut to a nurse, back to the sheriff, to another nurse, then to Alice. Too long. Yeah. Too long. It's about Four or five seconds too long. It mm-hmm. takes away from the moment.
0: when well, everyone's reaction, right? Didn't need it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just kinda but that kinda goes to show how influenced he was by soap operas. Oh for sure. Yeah. You know, somebody says something they gotta show four people's reaction to Jenny's pregnant. And like, Well, what? What? Yeah. What?
2: <laughs> and they cut to three different guys wondering which one's the father.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's
2: not needed. The results are in. Oh, God. Maury, Maury Povich has them. <laughs> Isn't it funny how uh, Maury Povich was the one guy who was revealing who was the father, yet <laughs>
0: he never had kids? <laughs> he could never <laughs> say for himself. Poor bastard. In the case of six month old Jamal, you are not the father. Yeah, it's like the seventh time the woman's been on the show.
2: And the black guy gets <laughs> up jumping around everywhere and fucks
0: off backstage. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, I'll be a bitch and pay you all my money. <laughs> uh, Trash television. Mm-hmm. Do you actually know that? I never knew this until yesterday. That guy from Jerry Springer, Steve, that big security guy, yeah. got his own mm-hmm. damn show. Exactly like oh, sure. Jerry Springer. I didn't know.
0: Yep. Had yep. and I thought, really, he got his own show pretty quick. It was right in the, the height of you know Springer's popularity. It's was probably around right around the time that that Ringmaster movie came out, about ninety eight or so. Yeah, was, yeah. late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's when I mean everyone knew Steve the bodyguard, hmm. or the Steve the security guy, whatever you want to call him. Uh, yeah, he was uh, Steve Wilkos, right? Yep. Yeah, he got his own show pretty quick. Damn. And it lasted quite a long time. Did it? I remember. Didn't
2: know that. I had no idea.
0: Um, so any final thoughts on the film? Least, uh, with, with The plot? Anything else you want to bring up before we get into ranking these and some fun facts? It is,
2: in my opinion, not as good as what people are making out. I mean, I've seen a lot of rank in the Friday the 13th series and they go, at number one, still the greatest of them all, Friday the 13th, I think. Look, that, that's your opinion. I'm not going to try and take it away from you or try and mm-hmm. uh, try, change your mind, but to me, it ain't. It's, yeah. it's fine. If somebody said to me, I'm going to take the movie Friday the 13th out of your collection and you'll never see it again, I'd be saying, no, you're not doing that because I'm going to watch it again. I do like it. <laughs> so it's not something I can have taken away from me and never be seen again. Mm-hmm. And there will be moments or... There'll be periods where I'll go. I really want to watch Friday the 13th because I usually back it straight up with part two, so I'll do them as a double one and then part two straight after it because they're a quick watch, especially that second one. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's a a pretty you know trim and taught three hours of your time taking up those two films. But, um, one thing I did, I will say, I do find that this film plays better on the big screen. And a small one. Don't know why it's not like it's shot in scope or anything like that but I don't know just a better experience of it on a big screen. Sure. So you know but over overall look it's um, it just has a very bogged down middle section of it. Pretty cool mm-hmm. opening pretty cool ending and just a bit of a weighed down middle section.
0: Not yeah. terrible, but it could have used that 10 minutes cut yeah. out of it. Yeah, nothing nothing special about it. No. I mean, the, the special effects are great, but there's other horror films with great special effects in the early 80s, so doesn't set it apart at all. The special effects
2: got superseded cr- pretty quickly, though, after films like The Burning came in, where the effects in that were way better, and that was just a year later, so they had a small window yep. of time where Friday thirty the effects were great, but they got thrown to the side mm-hmm. pretty quickly after that. 81 was when you really started to see the slasher come in. Yeah. You know, we saw Prom Night, what was that, 1980? Eh, you know, it was okay. Mm-hmm. The Fog, 1980, but for just full-on slashes with a lot of blood and shit, yeah, that, that was really about 81 dawn of the dead from 78 would have been your only exception to that
0: yeah but
2: mm-hmm. um you know that the the thing the things from uh say sort of 78 up to 1980 that three-year period great movies in there but not that not that gory or not that bloody
1: Yeah,
0: right just quickly, uh, just quickly. I was I was a bit wrong here with the Steve Wilkos show. He didn't get it until two thousand seven. But try and guess how many episodes there are of the Steve Wilkos show. 200. 2,854. You shit me! I look at it. It's okay. Seasons. It looks like it's still going. Oh Maybe my okay. God. Yeah. Season 16, October 3rd,
2: uh, 2022. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, there's,
0: there's episodes this month.
2: And spring is gone.
0: How long did Springer go for then? 20 years? Yeah, quite a, quite a long time. Wow,
2: how would a be if his own security guard got a show that ran longer than Springer's? That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I really thought those shows would not even be going these days. Who's going to have someone go... Dragging on, out, hey, you're going to come into the Steve Wilco show, and, uh, <laughs> um, I'm not going to tell you why. Couldn't even
0: get it on, you couldn't get on Jerry Springer, but you can get on Wilco's. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Who's going to actively go in and say, ah, oh, I'll go in there and I'll just find out?
1: Come off it.
0: You're not good enough for Trash TV, you're just good enough for Wilco's. That's it. Let's rate Friday the 13th, on our scale and the MMC scale, uh, for... The WTM scale, I'll give it an eventually. Like it's solid. You should watch it. It's a fun watch. That's a little overpraised, but um, I'd say on the MMC uh, zero to ten, I'll give it a going back and forth between six and six point five here. Let's do a six point five. Okay,
2: I am gonna be. Pretty close to you. I'm gonna say eventually, and then a six. Okay. Yeah.
0: I was a bit generous, but I'm like, you know, that even the with the middle Savini saves the middle. At least everything that's salvageable. And it's but, the first
2: in this series, which I mm-hmm. I do like a lot. This series. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember if I said I enjoyed this series more than Halloween. I think I did. I did say I enjoyed this series more than Halloween. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, They're about the same for me. There's there's a lot of entries in both franchises that I really like. Well, really, I mean, for me, the first eight
2: of Halloween are, and including Resurrection, which is just god awful, but I still count it. Everything after that, I don't count. I don't count the Rob Zombie one. I don't count Rob Zombie's Halloween two, the uh, Fever Dream. You know, Metalhead Michael Myers and the White Horse with the Sherry Moon. Doesn't exist, that one. (laughs) And I haven't seen Halloween Ends or Kills. I saw the first one from 2018 and was not impressed at all.
0: I do really like that one. However, my enjoyment of it and my respect for it was pretty much dashed when they said we're going to do two and three. Because they announced immediately that we're going to do a trilogy of this. It's going to be two and three. Yep. And I thought it only works if it's a standalone, you know, sequel to the original, you know, ba- basically Halloween H4O. Halloween 40 years later, should have yep. ended with Michael in the basement, burning, perfect. And then like, no, we're going to do two and three. And then that's, that's not how this works.
2: Halloween should have ended with Michael burning to death <laughs> in the hospital in part two. And that's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: even in part 2 he's got some goddamn plot holes in it that you could, you could drive yeah. a truck through, man. It, <laughs> it does have some serious problems. Yeah. And I'm not going to say I don't want Halloween three season the witch. I love that film, seriously mm-hmm. love yep. season of the witch as its own entity. But that's it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, every other Halloween movie from and let's exclude three because that is not part of the the real series as they call it. From four onwards. If they were to be magically erased out of people's memories and out of history, it wouldn't bother me. Don't care. Yeah. Don't care for four. Don't care for five. Don't care for six. I really like H2O. Uh, I saw h You know what? People A lot of, a lot of people say they like H2O. Oh, cool. Jamie Lee Curtis is back and it's he's chasing Laurie Strode. Watch that movie. There's a lot of fat on that movie for a film that's 85 minutes. <laughs> There's a lot on there. There's a lot of shit with the um, teenage kids. Caught cool, some cool stuff in here though. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, you know, would not dispute that at all. But it's um, it's not as good as people say. It's only because they've had a lot of bad sequels before it. They've said, "Wow, this is a good film," but <laughs> that got dashed with Resurrection. Yeah, absolute pile of shit.
0: Well, it's kind of like well. You know, Jamie wanted to get out of her contract. Says, so "Okay, I'll do it. Just kill me off."
2: I don't know why she signed the contract for two movies to begin with. What was wrong with one? Yeah, wouldn't you have read the script <laughs> of one? Hey, I've cut Michael's head off. How the fuck's he coming back for a second one?
0: Yeah, I forget what the what her deal was uh, with the studio is. If it was, uh, so you do a deal for for h two o, and then if we come up with an idea for a sequel, then you have to do that one. Because you can't tell me that they had a Resurrection mapped out or written while they're shooting H2O. It doesn't I, make sense. And if
2: I was Jamie Lee Curtis, I would have said, "Um, find another Laurie Strode then. Because <laughs> I'm not doing it. Believe yeah. me, she could have tightened the screws on them and had pretty much leverage to say, I'll do it, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe she said that, oh, well, if they make another sequel, I've got to appear in it. They always, always going to make one. No matter how, Jay, uh, Jason, Michael died at the end of H2O. He was always coming back.
0: Yeah. So, well, let's rank the Friday the 13th, all of them. If you count Friday versus Jason, there's 12. I guess I could go first, just to give you a little time to uh, get all of them in order. So, I'll just go from, uh, from best to worst, actually.
2: Yeah. Okay,
0: Friday the 13th part 3 is my favorite Friday the 13th number 2 is number 6 I love 6 and then I'll put number 1 Friday the 13th the original is number 3 on my list then I go 2 part 2 is number 4 for me the number part 4 is number 5 for me part 5 is number 6 for me now, I haven't watched those two in a long time, 4 and 5. But I remember really liking... Well, I mean, I remember liking 4. I don't remember a whole lot from 5. I remember liking it at least somewhat. The Fat but, Cube of the yeah. Candy Bar. <laughs> See, I remember almost nothing from it. I remember more from Halloween 5 than I do Friday the 13th, Part oh, 5. Oh, he pulled Boston. Which is because, you know, Halloween 5 is that terrible one where it's a fake Michael Myers. <laughs>
2: Fama um, Myers.
0: <laughs> uh, number seven on my list is Freddy versus jason then i have part seven as my number eight number eight friday the 13th then i put the reboot at number nine jason x is number 10 then i put uh jason takes manhattan is number 11 it's part eight Jason Goes to Hell is the worst of the series, and it's not even close. That's number 12. All right. The only reason to watch Jason Goes to Hell is for the last five seconds, which is the prequel to Freddy versus, Freddy versus Jason. Versus Jason.
2: <laughs> All right. So I will go bottom, so worst to best. Worst, okay. Jason Goes to Hell, without a doubt. Perfect. Number nine. <laughs> Number uh, eleven you mean? Yeah, number eleven. Yeah. I said part nine, but yeah. Number eleven part coming up is um going to be it was uh the reboot. Sorry. The reboot's number okay. eleven. Fucking hated it. That was yeah. terrible. When did Jason yeah. ever keep people as prisoners for weeks on end? It doesn't happen.
0: Mm-hmm. I did love the the first was it fifteen minutes of that movie? I thought it was an incredible like Friday the thirteenth short film. That was it. And then and and then, it. yeah, mm. It wasn't so great after that but I do love the first 15-20 minutes.
2: Had it been just that it would have been perfectly fine but it was not. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, in 11th spot
2: will be the reboot. In 10th spot will be Jason Takes Manhattan mm. which is part 8. In 9th spot I'm going to put Jason X. Okay. In 8th spot I put Freddy, uh, sorry, part seven. Friday the 13th, part yep. seven. In what am I up to? Number uh, number eight, is it? Number eight, I'm going to put. Um, number seven. Number seven. Yeah, sorry. Number eight, you had part seven. All right. Part, uh, seven spot, I'm going to put uh, uh, Freddy versus Jason.
0: Okay. In six spot. Very similar to my list.
2: Yeah. Six spot, I'm going to put um, Friday the 13th for New Beginning. Which is part five. Is
0: five. Yep. Okay.
2: Fifth spot, I'm putting uh, Friday the 13th, part four. Do not like that one
1: mm-hmm.
2: much. It gets way too much praise. praise. In fourth spot, I'm putting um, Friday the 13th, part six. Okay. Uh, did like that one. That was one that has uh, <laughs> Horseshack at the start, right? Resurrecting Jason with the lightning bolt.
0: Was and it his- Jack Earl Haley?
2: no no it was rorschach no no Horschak. oh Horshack. i yeah, was yeah. like
0: rorschach
2: no 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 it's <laughs>
0: like jack your old haley's not in there no he's not
2: No. <laughs> <Horseshack>. <laughs> um
0: yeah yeah they resurrect him with the it was it was a really pointless uh was it um it was a frankenstein tommy jarvis or whatever it was like yeah he's driving out to jason's grave uh, coffin he's like i'm gonna go kill him he's like well he's already dead in there he's like i'm gonna Kill him again, make sure he's dead. <laughs> yeah.
2: I do like that one quite a bit, part yeah. six. I like
0: that. The James Bond intro.
2: Yeah. I'm <laughs> up to number four now, right? Uh
0: yes. Four? Um, um
2: or three.
0: Yeah, no, no, number four was uh
2: part six. Part six. Right. So third spot will be Friday the thirteenth, the first one. Second spot will be Friday Three part three. Mm-hmm. And no surprise, part two is my favorite by Country mm-hmm. Mile. It's
0: the best one. Well, we'll have to do that one next year or something. Yeah. 82 80, minutes, 82 minutes, and it flies by like that. Now, do they have the first or the, this is the first three minutes of part two, the last few minutes of part one? Yeah. Like they I, do in three?
2: They do, yeah. Yeah,
0: the recap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, two uh, two's great.
2: Oh, two's the best. Just it's it's one of the rare times where the sequel is far better than the original. hmm And um
0: So I think there's a few sequels here that are better than the original. <laughs> Actually, I only have two on. Yeah, like, but I'm talking about direct
2: sequels as in a part two.
0: Yeah, I could see me fl- uh flipping because I have part one as number three and part two as my number four i can mm. see myself flipping it i just want to watch it again
2: yeah see
0: getting back to the the big five you know franchise
2: that we're speaking about look at all the second parts are not very good halloween 2 not very good even though i do like it it's not very good
0: yeah, it, it's okay it's not great it's not great
2: nightmare on elm street part two god damn it's a piece of shit that's <laughs> terrible texas chainsaw massacre 2 is yeah. terrible
0: Oh, I love Texas Chainsaw too. Yeah, I uh, will I, fight I, you on that
2: one. I, I don't want stand-up fucking Leatherface and his brother. I just want scares, which there's some Ram Gagnol. Yeah, whatever. Um, Hellraiser two, terrible. Friday the Thirteenth Part
0: Two, though, on the other hand, is fucking great. It's uh, yeah, it is. Yeah.
2: And then you start getting th- into the. I threes. thought isn't
0: there a, isn't there a general consensus that Hellraiser two is good. I have never seen Not it. Not my I've book. Only... Okay. No. I couldn't I mean a lot of people love Hellraiser, you know, people are talking about it cuz the new one's out, you know, blah blah blah.
2: Hellraiser 2 Hellbound is good because it has a fucking great cover. It's got um Doug Bradley as Pinhead, but when the mm-hmm. main
0: theme of the movie is love conquers evil, no thank you. <laughs> I wonder how much they paid Bradley to uh, a lot the the new one the the reboot here. A lot. He's talking about how, how good the reboot is. I saw stills of it. It was just CGI bullshit. I'm like, the whole reason that Hellraiser was so good is with the effects. Hellraiser is a series that dropped off real freaking quick. Mm-hmm. Everyone
2: goes, oh, the first three. I I, dis- I disagree. I think the second one is not great. Not terrible, but boy, it's not great. Hellraiser 3 is not good. And all the rest of that a director video shit. Yeah. That is one series that's gone strictly by the striking image of Pinhead. That is all it is.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. you know, Pinhead looks so fucking great. But um, in the terms of the seconds, Friday the 13th is hands down the best of the lot. Then you start getting into the thirds, you know, again, Friday the 13th is the best. People will say Elm yeah. Street 3 is the best. I think Elm Street 3 is fun. But yeah, it's nowhere near as much fun as watching Part 3 in 3D as well.
0: Hmm. yeah friday the 13th is probably the best pound for pound probably the best franchise it is i agree yeah sure there's some bad ones there as in jason goes to hell
2: but they've all got them every series has got a bad of those five franchises everyone's got a bad stinker in there you know part four again don't think part four is great way over praise but i don't mind watching it part five is dumb I don't mind watching it. Part 6, I really like a lot. It's really until you get to about the 8th one. Where, yeah. you know, Jason takes Manhattan as f- f- fucking bricks dumb, but I can still watch it. it. It comes down for me, Eric. If I can watch them, they might not be great, but I can still watch them. Mm-hmm. It's when I can't watch them is when I've got the problem. And I can't watch Halloween 5. I think it's just a goddamn mess. Halloween 6, it's all right. Halloween 7, H2O... It, it's all right with some good moments. Halloween 8, I can't watch. Yeah. Hellraiser's Crisis, a ton of those I can't watch. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a lot of those I just can't watch. Part 3 was awful. Part 4 was awful. The fucking reboot in 08 or, or 07, whatever it was, where it's got the ending of uh, the girl running away and uh, into a tiny little car. She gets in, and in the back seat is this 10 foot fucking leather face. Come <laughs> off it um stupid
0: so talking about friday the 13th part 7 mm. it's the girl with the telekinesis powers yeah that actually leads into the fun facts because there's a minnesota connection there oh yeah i forget which lake i could send you the article but there's a lake in minnesota where someone somebody who had a house on the lake i guess they dove deep into the lake and they attached a jason to the bottom of the lake there's a life-size jason attached to a chain that's floating up from the bottom that's suspended. Oh, that's cool. Probably about 30 feet below the surface. So you have to be, you have to kind of dive down in Fuck. for, I guess, a really clear day. But yeah, there's a Jason on there, life-size. Could Reach you imagine
2: shitting your fucking pants <laughs> if you went down there and saw that? <laughs> that is very cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Uh, i was try and send you the article of that, or maybe I'll try and post it to on on Twitter with this episode, but I think we can get into fun facts, so we can get you out of here. Uh, before we do, before we do, I have a question for you. Sure. Does the biggest ball of twine really exist in Minnesota? Ah, uh, because there's okay, there's several places I feel like in the United States that have the biggest claim to have the biggest ball of twine. Hmm. Just like you watch the movie Fargo and you see the Paul Bunyan statue and Babe the Blue Ox. Mm-hmm. there's like five cities across the midwest that have a statue like that there might be varying sizes but they're all huge statues of paul bunyan mm-hmm. and Babe the blue ox i think there's three in minnesota i think there's one in wisconsin or michigan and one in north dakota but yeah there's several of them so it's kind of yeah the biggest ball of twine that's kind of a midwestern-y tourist trap type thing i only know they're from weird L. I got that from that Weird Al song, "The Biggest Ball of Twine." It wouldn't surprise me if it was. Um, I forget. I can't remember if I've even seen it. I think I have, but yeah, who knows? There's probably a bigger ball of twine somewhere else. You have to talk to Guinness (laughs) about that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hit me with some fun facts. I will, but I just want to, before we get into the fun facts, I wanted you to pl- get your plugs in and talk about Ko-Fi. It seems like under your new monsters episodes, you stopped talking about the Ko-Fi for MMC. Mentioning it? Yeah, you didn't mention probably it you the last the, few episodes.
2: The fuck, probably just want to get the fuck out of there. Weird <laughs> things to do. When I did that last one, episode four, it was basically me like this, unable to speak, my head weighing 10 tons, and just... yeah. Uh, let's just all let's finish up all right all right see ya um but yeah uh got a ko-fi account a donation page it is where you can uh help the show out Seems we are one of the longest running film podcasts still going after Mm -hmm. over 12 years
0: about 12 years
2: yeah just over 12 years and um yeah, donate there, you can do a monthly recurring donate donation if you want. You can do a big one-off one like Mr. Mulder has done a few times. And uh it just helps us show out. Yeah, you know, just helps us you know keep the lights on, pay the uh pay the bills with Zoom and the audio and whatever things we want to do. So we've got that's Kofi which is K-O dot F I dot com forward slash Midnight Movie Cowboys. Go to our page www.midnightmoviecowboys.com. Uh, YouTube, same, same. Midnight Movie Cowboys. uh eh, that's about it, you know. Just plugging away. At the point in time, this recording, no show this week. We just burnt the fuck out, all of us. We just want to have a week off. Yeah. <laughs> so there'll be nothing this week. As of this time, um, speaking to the guys last night about what we're going to do, and you know, a couple of things kicking around we'll do. I'm not going to do the usual, you know, hey, it's October, we're going to do Halloween things. No offense to you you guys, but we're just going to do. If we do, we do have one thing planned that is Halloween based, but it will be something that nobody's going to pick at all. It'll be so far off the track that they'll go, eh. But, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, usual thing. Myself, John Hunter, over there. You know, steering the ship. Your usual cast of uh, crazies that come and jump in. Garrow, yourself. Been on. Uh, yep. Wolfie's been on before, not on video. We'll get him from for that one time or another. Mm-hmm. Finally, getting exposed. Maybe. Uh, Zaldivar, <laughs> yeah. This whole whole bunch of guys have been over there. Yeah, you have
0: a lot of uh, a lot of great knowledgeable guests.
2: Well, it's the thing we only get people on they knowledgeable, if not, um, they fail the test and they have to pack up <laughs> and go oh, take your bag. But uh, no, just you know, we're still doing it, but uh, always by this time of the year, we're just starting to get burnt out, mm-hmm. so things start to kind of slow down a bit. And um, I dare say come mid December, which is not that far from now, we'll be saying, Oh, catch you mid January, we're off for a month yeah. or so, which is uh. Yeah. Um, Okay, by me, because I am B O burnt out right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't realize Monsters Month was as tough as it was gonna be. Record, <laughs> record, record. Back them up. Have them all ready to go. Fuck off for a week with the family for holidays. Race straight back. Watch the monsters. Record. Sick. Post. Ugh.
0: But. For a second, I thought you were talking about uh the current weather down there in Australia. BO, I thought it was maybe getting a little stinky where you're recording.
2: No, it's uh warm. A little hot today. It's nice outside. I'm just looking out the window. You can probably see the reflection, which you guys cannot. Mm. It's uh it's nice. We're now into daylight savings. Thank the Lord. So <laughs> Thanks, we've got that. Thank the talk- farmers.
0: Hey. <laughs> thank the farmers. Thank the farmers, yeah.
2: <laughs> we've got but um yeah, six months of daylight savings, and I love it. I uh, absolutely love daylight savings. And we've got summer around the corner. And the fucking idiot premier over here has finally decided to tear up the pandemic order. So uh, Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's only because there's an election next month, and he knows he's in the <laughs> shit. But uh, no more fucking lockdowns. So thank God there for There you that. go. Well, you can't trust this cunt for a fucking second, so I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's looking at the moment he's on his way out. People are just so, even the cops are starting to turn on him. So, anyway, that's uh, November. Late November, we'll find out his fate.
0: All right, well, I'll just rattle off a few fun facts here. Hey, everybody, here's some fun facts. Uh, the fake head of Jeannie, uh, Jeanine Taylor was used for her death by Axe scene was destroyed during that take, so for the reaction shot, literally, uh, a fake axe was literally glued to her face. Oh, okay. Here's a fun fact. the iconic final scene where Jason jumps out of the water and grabs Alice, pulling her down into the lake with her actually takes place on Saturday the 14th, not Friday the 13th. This is actually a dream about something that takes place the next day after the night of carnage that happened previously. And when we see Alice awake from the dream, it is in fact the next morning, meaning this last scene is Saturday the 14th. It's unclear if Jason died on his birthday, Friday the 13th, 1957. If he did, then the beginning of the movie doesn't take place on Friday the 13th either, as that would make June 13th, 1958, a Saturday. Therefore, a big chunk of the action, or at least two key scenes, did not take place on Friday the 13th. So if you're into semantics, this is all fucked up. And there will be people out there who got their... Uh, you know, Jason dolls all
2: over the wall, and their posters, and their everything, and they're going, <laughs> you know, with their big scrapbook, like Moses with the tablets.
1: Look, doesn't
2: make sense. I've got it all worked out. Yeah, okay.
0: What a way to start. Seanus Cunningham didn't know what he was doing.
2: <laughs> S. Cunningham saying, "Yeah, you you take your little facts, and I'll keep counting that money that's rolling in every time
0: uh, <laughs> we really, really see things the home video."
1: Here's a fun fact:
0: Roger Ebert notoriously hated the film. In his review for this film's direct sequel, he wrote, The pre-title sequence showed one of the heroines of the original Friday the 13th alone at home. She has nightmares, wakes up, undresses, is stuck by the camera, hears a noise in the kitchen. She tiptoes into the kitchen. Through an open window, a cat springs into the room. The audience screamed loudly and happily. It's fun to be scared. Then an unidentified man sunk an ice pick into the girl's brain, and for me, the fun stopped. This movie is a cross between the mad slasher and dead teenager genres. About two dozen movies a year feature a mad killer going berserk, and they're all about as bad as this one. Some have a little more plot, some have a little less. It doesn't matter. He ends this right up with this review will suffice for probably the 13th film of your choice. Yeah, go watch he Beyond it. the Valley of the Dolls instead. <laughs>
1: yeah, I wrote, co wrote with Ross Meyer. <laughs> Fucking idiot.
0: Uh, It's so weird how he hated so many of these, at least the the more well-respected horror films in the late 70s and early 80s. And then he does a 180 when it's popular, basically, in the late 90s, early 2000s. By then, he was, oh, yeah, Halloween is terrific. And what was another big one? Was it Rosemary and Elm Street? Rosemary's
2: Baby, probably,
0: or The Exorcist. (laughs) He hated so many films, and then... He kind of changed his mind on all of them. He always came off like he, you know, he was above everything. But it's like, yeah, you wrote a fucking Russ Meyer film. Like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah,
2: he's a he's <laughs> a frustrated screenwriter, is what he is.
0: Yeah.
2: Every time he sees these small budget horror films making money, his attitude is, well, it should have been me. Well, <laughs> you know, he's a dickhead anyway.
0: Here's another fun fact. Yeah, like you talked about earlier, in the place where Andy gets down from the truck, you can see a cemetery. In the archway entrance, two lines can be seen. The upper saying Cemetery Moravius and mm-hmm. the lower Hope, New Jersey. Yeah. I can't
2: believe that was an oversight where they didn't think just cut that cut that sign. Just cut around it. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. But
0: I forgot that uh mrs. Voorhees was the cook at
2: the camp okay
0: because it says annie was hired as a cook and was killed by pamela voorhees who was two decades earlier a cook at the camp <laughs> but it makes a little more sense no it doesn't. but i mean it makes no sense well she's closer to the campers she would know all the places to go and the ins and outs and the layouts and it's almost like the the reboot you know uh is the underground system of tunnels to go from one cabin to the other and then...
2: absolutely stupid
0: at least uh
2: <laughs> Annie or uh, even Mrs. Voorhees wasn't creepy like what was that guy in sleepway camp uh,
0: Artie, was it the, the cook yeah the uh. calls him baldies
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at all that young fresh chicken. I come from call them baldies. Uh, yeah. No such thing as being too young. <laughs> uh, you could just be too old according to him. Yeah. And James Earl Jones's father just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> uh,
2: that's when James Earl Jones turned around and said you are not my father.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of which, our connection to Sleepaway Camp uh, there was the scene, well, I mean, Kevin Bacon gets an arrow for his, through his throat, but there's the scene, you know, she gets shot with the arrow on the archery range, there's the target set up, the same thing happens in sleepaway camp, yeah. Mel, the older guy who's sleeping with all the young oh, tail God. at sleepaway camp, <laughs> he gets shot in the archery range. Yes, that's true. And, um... It says, uh, yeah, early in the film, Brenda's standing next to a bullseye on the archery range where Ned shoots an arrow to scare her. This foreshadows her character's death as it happens in the archery range, presumably by a bow and arrow, which it is.
2: And an arrow is put through Kevin Bacon's throat. Yep. Oh, my God. So the killer could have been Ted Nugent, right?
0: <laughs> he was just, you know, getting some food. Yeah. He's a regular Jed Clampett. He's into the Baldies as well. He was back then. <laughs> yeah, he was. Hawaiian. What wise. was it? Was that late 70s or was that the 80s? No,
2: no, it was late 70s. It was 79, okay. 99. He was after <laughs> Hawaiian Baldies. But
0: uh, I guess at the same time. There you go. It was more acceptable back then. <laughs> if you're a rock star, at least. Yeah, yeah, it was I acceptable to if go you're off and actually sign, with... off.
2: sign off that you'll be a, care, a freaking caretaker or whatever it is.
0: So you could didn't matter her. if you were s- sleeping with an underage girl or shoving a fish up a woman's pussy. You know it didn't mm. matter.
2: No, <laughs> didn't matter. He's the nude.
0: Uh, all right. Well, there is a, a ton of trivia on IMDb that you can peruse yourself. I'm gonna let Stu get back to what he's doing. It's what time is it now? <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. it's my kids. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my kids that's, are playing that. <laughs> Okay, they're playing on the yeah Wii or whatever. Yeah,
2: and that Super Mario 3D World.
0: You know Is what? He, you've seen you've seen the the live action film. Haven't no, you? never. No, no, never, never watch was it. Was that? Did Hunter say he's never? No, Hunter was talking about it, right? Yeah, he's. You he guys were talking about it in one of the last couple episodes. He's a mad fan for the
2: Mario Brother Mario Brothers yeah. film. No, I don't really care. Didn't mind the one the live that action one coming up. Yeah, didn't mind the live action TV thing with. Captain Lou Albano, but that was okay. <laughs> but there, it was kind of dumb. But Saturday afternoon, I was out with one of my sons, just off to a few stores, picked up some cool shit, a couple of some thrift mm-hmm. stores, and um, one of them had uh, Nintendo sixty four games. Yeah. I think was that early
0: nineties. Nintendo sixty four, early mid nineties. Uh, Mario sixty four was mid 90s and that was a incredible game. These games are going for
2: $600. I said, "What the fuck?" Hey guys, dad, that's what they're worth. I said, are "You serious?" Was it which one was it? Was it Mario 64? Or Was it NES? Might have been NES.
0: Maybe Nintendo. I mean uh Super Mario 1, 2 and 3. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think which what would console... have been late 80s. Now I'm trying to think which what the regular was. Nintendo. Yeah. No, it was um, so that's the case. I mean, I I th- I sold uh my stuff to Zolly Becker's uh shop not too long ago. I uh, I would have been really undersold. I sold the N sixty four stuff, and then technically my N sixty four didn't work, mm-hmm. but there was a bunch of games in there, and Mario sixty four I think it was one of them, Smash yeah. Brothers. But yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I really uh sold that uh little undervalued there. <laughs> If that's what the case, but I'm guessing you're talking about the NES. The I think it's Nintendo. the NES,
2: yeah. Yeah. And um I said, oh, wh- how can these games go for so much? He goes, Daddy just they're worth a fortune. I said, All right. I think it was NES, yeah. I said so, I've going. got an NES emulator on the computer. He goes, not the same. <laughs> it's not yeah. the same. Yeah. But yeah, I just can't believe that those things go for that much. What are you gonna tell me next Xbox One's game's gonna be yeah, 300 bucks a pop. They couldn't even give those. They were sitting out in the street. People were giving them away.
0: But the E.T. game is still worth a lot. Yeah, you have to dig it up. The now, landfill. Well, they did. Yeah. Uh, was there even, didn't they even make a documentary about it, digging yeah. it up?
2: They they literally oh. threw thousands and thousands of them in the landfill. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, did they ever make... When was the first Friday the 13th game they ever made? Mm. I've got the one on the PlayStation four and
0: you now five okay yeah i've uh i've heard good things about that it's fun isn't
1: it
2: yeah
0: yeah i, I really like it. i'm not a game player at all but the- it's having ps4 but yeah i'd like to get into that uh yeah that friday the 13th game yeah i bought a board game that's it's inspired by friday the 13th they just couldn't get the license i bought it for a friend that we okay. like to play on like every halloween mm. uh which is a lot of fun you take turns whether you're the killer or the Counselors, but um, yeah, I'm not sure when that first Friday the 13th game was.
2: I want to say early 90s. I think there was one,
0: I'm sure there was one, maybe even late 80s.
2: What platform? No, I don't know. There's some birds cooing in the background there, or yeah, a it's an owl or something. It's Australia, yeah, it's <laughs> ambience from outside. i been
0: hearing it like the whole episode. I was like, wait, does that me? Is that no, baby it's, out here. it's out here yeah all right well uh thank you so much for joining us today and who me seeing or the us through the episode without brett sans brett yeah um anything else uh coming up do you have planned for a mmc or you just i know you're taking a break but
2: no nothing much i can think of we just all sort, sort out what we're doing next uh okay it's about I it and, yet. and honestly at this point in time i don't even want to think about which i which one we're doing next i just really want to take that week off and yeah. Just, um, yeah. Finally knock this flu right over. Yeah. Get it out of the system. Because that, uh, that hit my, uh, hit my body for a six. That one, it was tough. It was the toughest thing I've done for ages.
0: It wasn't the rota, huh? No, it
2: wasn't. I, because I got tested for that <laughs> and it was not that. I could have swore it was, but no, it wasn't.
0: All right. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us and, uh, can't wait to see what you guys do next on the MMC. Uh, you can uh, email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Check out our website at WTM watchthismovie.com. You can follow us on Letterboxed at uh, watch. Uh, actually mine is under Eric underscore Mulder and Brett's is positively wolf one, just like his Twitter. Uh, my Twitter and the show's Twitter is watch this underscore movie. Uh, Stu, you need to get a Letterbox profile. That's what you need. I've got one. I just don't, you don't... have a Letterboxd? My,
2: well, my 16-year-old son is on Letterbox. He's pretty prolific on there. And he goes... Okay. He said to me, you got a Letterbox?" Dad? I said, uh, I've got one. I just can't be bother reviewing movies. And, um, I actually checked these up. I said, what are you doing watching this shit? You're just 16. <laughs> You're watching, uh, you know, zombie... What's that one? Cannibal Holocaust and... Oh, yeah. Fucking Holy Mountain... And El
0: Topo, I said, Well, you don't watch this stuff. El Topo. Yeah. What? Yeah. Did you go Because he's not watching The Porkies with you and the wife?
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. No,
0: I asked him you if he'd actually seen it. Is the that Porky's. a tradition he didn't pass down? He didn't watch Porkies? Oh, from with my the whole messed family?
2: up family? No, no. <laughs> no, no. Oh, it's on the shelf. He wants to watch it. Because he actually bought Revenge of the Nerds on uh, Saturday okay. on DVD nice. when we're out at the thrift nice. store. Nice. And, um,. He goes, oh, Dad, do you want this one? I said, no, nah, you take it. You're right. I'm uh, looking for the four. There was one that was released here which had all four movies. Yes, two, mm. three, and four are terrible. But I've
0: never seen the fourth one. Eh. Nerds in Love.
2: I've, I've said forever. I saw Revenge of the Nerds 2 at the theaters. I was so amped up to see it when it came out. Yeah. And after that first 20 minutes, I've never been so heartbroken. It was. I said, this is <laughs> one of the worst movies I've ever seen.
0: You were you an Anthony Edwards stan, and you were so disappointed when he didn't go. I in. didn't. I actually didn't care, mate, that he wasn't there. I thought, well, yeah. okay,
2: Gilbert's not there. Whatever. I can I can live <laughs> with it. He's. Uh, but when they find all that uh, fucking military stuff underground, basically brand new, untouched. That's been there for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't buying that shit. Sorry. Yeah. But, yeah, that first 20 minutes, though, is fantastic. I always get duped every time I watch, I think, I'm going to watch Revenge of the Nerds 2 again, just to see if it gets any better. <laughs>
0: the first 20 minutes, this is actually really good. The rest of it,
2: oh, I think this is bad like, as I oh, remember.
0: Booger's got his, like, mentor, and they're going to burp and fart, and it'll be it'll oh. be great. <laughs> <laughs> they're at the, yeah. the hotel, oral sex, and then a lot of hijinks will ensue. Yeah, he's packing the, the uh, suitcase full of rubbers, <laughs>
2: You know, we're on. It's going to be a good movie. Yeah. Uh, now, that first one is the funniest comedy I've ever seen. I stand by that. It is oh, yeah. the funniest movie I've ever I, seen. I
0: love it. I wouldn't say it's the funniest, but it yeah, is it's to me. quite good. Yeah. But, um,
2: you know, I was talking to him. He goes, um, he mentioned something about Bachelor Party. He said, I've never seen it. i still never seen Bachelor Party.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I've a friend,
2: seen it. A friend of mine just goes, Stu, you got to watch Bachelor Party. I said, I'm just not interested yeah, no, it's it's really funny. It's funnier. He goes, forget the Tom Hanks. He goes, it's actually really funny. It's a good movie.
0: I've only seen it once. It was, a, it was back in college. I yeah. remember being okay, but mm. yeah. I couldn't recommend it necessarily. Mm. But
2: yeah. Now, Nerds is the funniest. Porky's is still the, in the top three. <laughs> Without a doubt.
0: All right. Well, uh, do us a favor Review, subscribe, uh, listen to WTM Watch This Movie on pretty much any podcast platform out there, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, do the same for Midnight Movie Cowboys. And don't forget to check out their YouTube page. Yeah. So with that, I will say we will check you later. Guess
1: we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Later. Dork, man. What are you talking about? you later.
0: Trick you later.
1: Hey, man, you off my case. Oh, Kill her, mommy. Kill her. Don't let her get away, mommy. Don't let her live. I won't, Jason. I won't.